Hey guys, welcome to the Touchdown Table podcast. We've got a lot of interesting topics to talk about this week. So Tyler, tell us what we're talking about first. Well, it's basically the same thing we do every week, Ryan. We're going to talk about some NFL stuff, then we're going to talk about some college stuff at the end to wrap it all up. Um, so it's up to us where we want to start. What do you guys think is the most interesting story line from this week? I don't care who someone say something, we'll start with that. You know what we're talking about. Uh, I mean, the McRib is back. Oh, well. Well, we did, yeah. we did try that last week. <laughs> okay, <laughs> actually, you know what? Well, I was, that was not how I was expecting this to go, but McRib is back at McDonald's. and um, I didn't even know that. Yeah, Jordan, Brandon, and I all had it while Ryan had was a at bite. the dentist. Good. It was dentist. okay. But you could tell it was like McDonald's-esque ribs. I mean, it's just, you think it McDonald's was, is going to give you like good Tennessee, Nashville ribs or something? Like, I mean, that's tough to get like Tennessee strong. Well, stuff, I, you, know? you know, we went to Nashville for a, a Bears game. We lost to the Titans, but both we were there, were good, had right? ribs for both of my meals, and both puppies were good. It really is not compared based on the quality it's of like it. It's like a sandwich, you No, know, it's still way, good. They, they absolutely just drenched it in the barbecue sauce, and the McDonald's barbecue sauce, it's pretty fire, so... That's good. Um, I like getting their dipping sauce. But anyways, yeah. yeah believe you know. it or not, we talk football on this podcast. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> so let's get into it. <laughs> I'm going to pick, pick the storyline for us. You told me to pick a storyline. Let's go to the most recent game that we saw good here. Good idea. Uh, with probably the best game of the year, I would say, with, yeah. between the Browns and the Ravens. There's some other games that are not playing, buddy. I think yeah, I But this one, year. what was the I final score? 47-42. If you took Browns plus three, I'm so sorry. Yes, so that means with the safety. It the was end. it was crazy. Ravens win by five. We're going to get in all of it. Uh, who wants to start us off talking about this game in general? Well, I guess I'll start us off. And okay. you guys said you thought it was going to be the game, is the game of the year. I still think that Seahawks Cardinals game was a little bit better. Oh, that was a very good game. Uh, you could talk about Lamar Jackson came back running onto the field. Everyone talking about he's always like a superhero. Um, I, don't, I don't think yeah. of it exactly the same. I don't think it's that cool. But it is still somewhat cool. And it's definitely school for sports. Um, and for Lamar Jackson, the Ravens, especially because they were not expected to win that game since they had, you know, not to played their best the past two weeks. I know they beat the Cowboys, but they still were hoping to play better. They played a lot better in this game. And I got to give it to the Ravens and the Browns in this one because there was doubting on both of these teams. For the Browns, you were doubting on Baker Mayfield. You knew the running game was good, but you were doubting on that passing offense. And for the Brown or for the Bengals, or I know we're at now, uh, next team in the division. We're not talking about the Steelers in this one. It's the Ravens who were in this game. And so with the Ravens, the doubt on them was, is their offense going to be good enough? Are they going to get it going with Lamar, Lamar again? Because obviously he won MVP last year, but he's not playing like he did last year in this game. He played very well. He stuck to his game. There are some times where I wish he would just stand in the pocket and throw a ball, but some, his game is just moving around tell and running the ball. Oh, yeah, Madden. You know, that's fun. <laughs> I can't tell myself that. Yeah. Anyways, well, yeah. Just so you guys know, to throw Brandon under the bus, I beat him 67-7 to after last week's podcast. All right. I Did he punch yeah. you? No. 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 <laughs> well, if we want to be honest, I just beat Tyler, so. Oh. You okay. gave him a 17-point lead in the third Yeah, I let him. Quarter. Yeah, you let him, okay. sure. I, I could have brought it to overtime, but I decided not to take the field goal and went for it. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Anyways, back to the Ravens. Yeah, this is, this um, is going all over the Both of these teams. No side conversations. Yeah. Both <laughs> of these teams, uh, question marks were definitely there. They both blew those question marks away. They both played very well. A very entertaining game. Like I said, I still think Seahawks-Cardinals has the edge, in my opinion. But definitely got a hand to both of these teams. And you said it um, when you first started talking. Both of these teams were doubted teams despite their records by a lot of people. We have doubters of both teams in this room right now. Ryan was a doubter of the Ravens. 
Um, a Jordan was a doubter of the Browns, but I mean, regardless of who won this game, both of these teams really proved themselves to be top AFC teams. I feel like the Ravens are starting to get back on track. Even though the Browns lost the game, they are still playing just as good as ever, putting up 42 points, I believe, against that great Ravens defense is tough to do. So I got to hand it to both those teams. Great game. That's all I got to say about it. Well, I've got a lot to say about this game. And first of all, I'm going to state the obvious and say that it was one of, if not the most fun watches of the year. I'll have to go watch the highlights of both of those games before I make a decision on what was the, quote, game of the year. Who knows? Maybe there's a better game in store in the final weeks of the season. Who knows? But my takeaway is that clearly have improved a lot from week one. Because week one, when the Ravens played the Browns, it was absolutely brutal. And the Ravens won 38-6. to So that just goes to show how much better the Browns are. And I think... Um, you know, how much, you know, the Ravens have declined and how much, you know, more predictable they are. And, you know, I really think, and I, I said this was going to happen, you know, props to Lamar Jackson for coming back out on the field after, you know, cramping up and being injured. That's not easy to do on the road primetime. He, de he deserves Even a lot. he clarified that he wasn't cramping. He, de he deserves, I, the, yeah. As soon as he went to the locker room, I said, he, I, Ryan and Jordan were with us, I said, he's probably pooping. Yeah. Well, whatever he was doing, he deserves a lot. He deserves a lot of credit for coming back onto the field, leading his team to a comeback victory on the road. That's not easy to do, but the guy threw the ball seventeen times. Like, oh yeah, it, this this well, Ravens offense. offense. It is, but this is not an offense. It, it's so much more well, predictable than it was last year. It's so much more, you know, easy to stop than it was last year. It's like Lamar Jackson cannot throw from the pocket. He can't, and he does he, not have the best receivers. He cannot do it that well last year. But Better than it is not. It's no. definitely not the same yes. as last year. I think there are definitely elements that play into it. The COVID has really hit uh, the Ravens pretty hard. Mark Andrews has been on and off the field, and he's Lamar's favorite target to throw to. Hollywood Brown's not having his best year, and, of course, they had Dez, who was on the COVID list. I think they just activated him again, so we'll see if he actually comes yeah. to play again. Oh, he didn't quit? I guess not. They activated him, so uh, we'll see how that all goes. It's different than it was last year, but it's also somewhat the same. This is a more it's seemingly one-dimensional team than the one-dimensional team that they were last year. Like you said, Ryan, I agree. They are predictable because yeah. Lamar just has to run. But you know what? If As long as he can stay on his feet and wear cleats that let him stay upright, yeah. he's going to escape and he's going to do things like we saw in that game last night for us a few days ago for you guys. And also, just an element of him running, there are some times when he's going to be running from the pocket all corners are going to, all defensive backs are going to be coming up to him and trying to stop the run. And that one time they do that, like we saw on that fourth down play, Lamar Jackson came back into the game. The corners came up and that left the receiver wide open because there was nobody deep because they all came up to stop the run. I think that's something that I could work on more, try to make the read that way. He's already great at a read option. You can try to read uh, the corners and try to force him to come up because of that run game that your quarterback has. Also, J.K. Dobbins uh, and Gus Edwards doing some great mm -hmm. things. I'd like to see. Mark Ingram come back in and play because I think he's a solid player. Not sure why he's not playing, but there must be something uh, not going correct with him, I guess. So we'll see. Yeah, and I, I get it. You know, that offense, you know, it, it had its run, but I, th I don't think their offense, you know, is, is diverse enough. I don't think that they have enough legitimate ways to attack the other team. I don't think that this is an offense that can get them to a Super Bowl or really anywhere close. Because let's not forget, even after that win, they, I believe... They're not in the playoff picture right now. The seventh seed is Miami, who is eight and five. So clearly, there's some tiebreaker there. So they got well, an easy schedule. Though. They do, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm sorry. That's what I'm saying. I think that the Ravens they're a, a dangerous team for for fans because they're eight and five right now, coming off a big win. Let's look at their next few games to close out the year: Jaguars, Giants, Bengals. 
three and zero. Those, yeah, it, it should be three and zero, and then they're gonna they probably be eleven and five, or people are, and people are gonna get fooled and thinking this is a good team. You know, I don't think people are gonna get fooled. I'm I hope sorry they to don't. Cut you you off. I hope they don't. I, I think all four of us can agree that the Ravens are certainly not the team that they were last year. I've said they that for a, lot a long worse. time. They're, we're, what you said, they're seven and five now, eight and five, eight and five, eight now. and five now, and it's definitely not the same as last year, especially for a team. That coming into the season was expected to not lose a game. Yeah, and that it was, was predicted that was for them to not lose a game. And I, I think that. it was ridiculous, but looking at their schedule and looking at how good their de- team was last year, how dominant the offense and defense were, and how they were just really exposing other teams, it looked like it was a possibility, but they have just not looked the same. I think defenses have started to figure out Lamar Jackson a bit. They've realized that you want to force him to throw inside the pocket, you want to contain him in the pocket. If he escapes, inside the pocket when you try to collapse it on him, then you know what, he made a good play. There was nothing you could do. I think that's something they figured out. That's why this Ravens offense is not playing that good. But, Ryan, you're a Ravens hater. You have to at least admit they, that was a good game. That they I, I said that. What was the first thing I said? I was a great game, and I gave credit to Lamar. I mean, I, I still think there's a significant decline. I think the pocket presence is a problem. I think the accuracy is a problem. But like I said, to go out there from a cramp, from an injury, from whatever it was, to lead your team to a comeback victory in a game that's that back and forth. I give him credit for that. I give this, that team credit for that. You know, that's not easy to do. And, you know, I, I mean, they're 8-5 and five for a reason, so I'm not saying they're the Jets here, but I think we got to be real when we look at the decline from last from the team last year. And I think we got to say, is this really an offense that has enough different ways to attack a defense that could win you a Super Bowl? Because if you stop Lamar, if you somewhat contain him, I think you basically stop their offense. I... I don't think this team can win a playoff game if they even get there. And that's a bold statement. Yeah, well, and yeah. I, I just don't think that offense... I have a glimpse of hope for Ravens fans, though, after saying that statement. Because <laughs> the team was so good last year, yeah. when they got to the playoffs, they stunk. Yeah. So they're not as good this year. So when they get to the playoffs, they might actually be able to win a game. So yeah. Lamar Jackson's playing a playoff game. That's true. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, I mean... Okay. It's great. Yeah, really, he's fine. only lost two, but he's only played two. Yeah. We'll think back to... But it's, it's still <laughs> funny, I mean... Yeah, well, think back to Lamar Jackson's freshman year in the NFL. He made the playoffs in his first year, and then I think in the first round they played the Chargers. Yes. And there was no way that he could run the ball or anything because they had basically in the, one, of the, one of the best, if not the best, defensive lines at the time, and he just couldn't run. And he couldn't throw the ball. He couldn't run the ball. Yeah. So the offense was basically stagnant. And I, I, I agree with saying, like, if you stop Lamar Jackson, there's no way that this yeah, offense that's it. can keep going. <laughs> So Unless, like, like, J.K. Dobbins or someone yeah. who's really playing a great yeah, game. Yeah, and the running backs are, are good, but it's not like they have, like, yeah, a Dalvin like Cooker. The or running backs, Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> I'm just joking. Exactly. But, but, to, um, to be fair to Lamar, I mean, the best receiver right now is Marquise Brown. You could talk about Mark Andrews. He's one of the best tight ends in the league. Yeah. But they do need some help at the receiver Absolutely. position. I'm they sure got, they'll address that. I think they got uh, James Prochet, and then they got... Who? Dorney. Duvernay as well. Devin Duvernay. I think Although they got, I think they got both of them. Me neither. He's just playing I don't teams. Prochet was returning some punts, I think. I think them. Duvernay was the one returning punts. Oh, maybe, yeah. I'm Duvernay not really sure if Prochet is on that team or not. Yeah, but all this, all the wide receivers are... Wide receivers, in air quotes, are <laughs> being overshadowed by the rushing attack. I'm looking at... That's the, how it's always been. Well, yeah, but... Well, the past few years. At this point, you're, you're, you can basically guess the whole entire offense. Because... You just look at you can you just look at the stat sheet. Lamar Jackson nine carries for 124 yards for two touchdowns. J.K. Dobbins had 53 yards, another touchdown. Gus Edwards seven carries for 49 yards, two touchdowns, and Lamar Jackson had one touchdown through the year for 100, with 163 yards. So I mean, basically at this point, you can basically just plan almost for the run because yeah. Lamar Jackson's not the greatest thrower. Like you said, he's not the greatest pocket passer. Mm-hmm. I mean, when he throw when he throws, it's not even overarm; it's like sidearm, and it just like. <laughs> 
usually throws it into a defensive lineman. So, <laughs> I don't know. Lamar Jackson, I think, is still a great player, but there's obviously some things that the team can work on, and there's some things that he can work on. So Absolutely. Can I, we talk about the Browns really quickly oh, absolutely. before we yeah. move on? Because they deserve some credit um, as well. Baker Mayfield played a great game. I think it's time, and I don't want to say this too early, but it's time for the Baker Mayfield slander to stop, at least for a little bit, because yeah. he's been playing well consistently. I don't I think, think the there Browns hasn't been like too much Browns slander. I, I, no, I think yeah. for the most part, people like the Browns. They just like to hate on Baker Mayfield. Because he um, had has his ups and downs this season. It's just a fact. He but has, but I believe there's more. Playing he's, well. he's I believe there's big... more coverage. I guess you could say of the, of the downs than the ups. Like he misses a throw against Jacksonville, and it's on all the Instagram pages. But I mean, I mean, yeah, but that's where, a, that's yeah, a where throw did you, you see? Make. It's a throw you should make, but like it's a throw a, Patrick Mahomes misses all the time. Yeah, but did you see the play? Yeah, yeah I, I know what he's talking about. It's a throw that quarterbacks miss all the time. Did you see how wide open he was? Well, I mean, quarterbacks miss quarterbacks throws, miss throws, all the time. throws and quarterbacks a lot mistakes. of other quarterbacks are not going to get made fun of like Baker. Yeah, I think, like Patrick Mahomes took a thirty-yard sack, and it's like cool. That's yeah, true. Yeah. He did make it yeah. cool, but. <laughs> but yeah, I I think I think it's time for the Brown slander, at least for the time being, to end. This team is nine and four. They beat the Titans. They beat the Colts. They're going to make the playoffs. They'll probably finish eleven and five or twelve and four. I think this is a good football team, and I think Kevin Spancy's gonna done a great job making this team his team. You can tell with the offense, they're a run-first offense, not making Baker do too much. You know, you won't hear this, but uh, prior to the Monday night game, I think Baker went, what was it, five games without a, a turnover? They told you in the Monday night they, game, they told so you, you did yeah. hear it, actually. I did hear it, but if you... you know, and you everyone else did, too. You won't hear it anywhere else. I, I, I'm so, I, just, I just think that the sports Pretty media sure always has too. a bias against them. It's not extreme. I just think that... You know, when the Browns are move, are losing, they're more likely to talk about them than when they're winning. But, you know, time will tell. They've got two easy games coming up against the Giants and Jets, I think. But we will see. I mean, yeah, both, both teams deserve a lot of credit for the show that they put on for us uh, Monday night, though. I also think a part of people not talking about the Browns is because we haven't seen them play many games in primetime games. We'll see them again, I think, soon. We'll see them Sunday. Yeah, we'll see them Sunday night, right? Yes. Um, so, um We'll definitely get our fair share of seeing the Browns. That's why other teams might get more credit. But because you don't see them, you're not going to give a team credit if not everyone has really seen them that much. Uh, it's just like the Bills weren't getting crazy amount of credit until they played on primetime. And then now, really, people are hyping them up, thinking Super Bowl like Ryan thinks. And so I think being on that primetime game, it really is going to get you to get talked about. If they won that game, I think they'd be getting talked about just like Lamar is getting talked about right now. Yeah, but Lamar threw 17 passes and he's being compared to like Michael Jordan. That's I his, think it's, it's a little ridiculous. The thing I, I understand, I, and I agree with you on that. I think people are getting way too yeah. hyped up about Lamar's game. He played a good game, don't get me wrong. He's He, he won MVP last year. We know he's good. And, you know, what he did it was kind of like a superhero thing coming on, but it was not like he defeated 5,000 villains and saved everyone in the city before it blew up. He... Yeah. You, you played football, and he I'm, he did exactly what he expected himself to do, exactly what his team expected him to do. Um, so, yeah. All right, let's talk about another primetime game that happened last week. It was the Steelers and the Bills. And actually, we're knocking out two birds with one stone with this one. I didn't realize I wrote it down twice. <laughs> um, but the Steelers lost two in a row now after going 11-0. All the dancing and TikToks are catching up to them. Well, it's just Juju. Yeah, and it's just Juju. <laughs> it's all of them. Have you not seen the yeah. locker room? I think Claypool's doing some, too. Yeah, yeah. that's why he's going to be on my Claypool bench. Claypool has a YouTube week. channel, right? No, yeah, that, a, that part's cool, though. Claypool yeah. has a TikTok. Yeah, yeah. No, he does. But he's he not, has more TikToks than reception. I'm sure, I'm Big I'm sure most TikTok. people listening to this, I'm, I think all of us down here have seen it, Brandon, I don't know about you, but the video of Juju dancing on the Bills logo oh, for the game. Yeah. That was yeah. all over Instagram. <laughs> yeah, it was all Instagram. That's why I figured you had saw it. Uh, but we were talking about the, the Ravens 
and their struggles on offense, and that kind of transitions into the Steelers. Brandon was saying it. He was talking about how the Ravens' offense is one-dimensional. Basically, you know they're just going to run it. With the Steelers, it's kind of different because their run game has almost been non-existent the past few games, and it's basically just been short throws after short throw after short throw after short throw for the Steelers. They're not taking many shots. Ben Roethlisberger can't be on the move, and they're really not giving it to James Conner and all their other running backs who are in Benny Snell, another one too. They're not giving it to them. They are a one-dimensional team. The Bills were able to figure them out. Washington was able to figure out when they beat them. And if they don't change something on their offense, they'll maybe take more shots, get the run game going. I don't care if this team went, what, 11-0, what they went before. Yeah. It doesn't matter. If you are not playing good now at the end of the season, your season's going to be over. It does not matter how you started. It's how you end and how you get what you do in the playoffs. If they don't get something corrected on that offense soon, and I know the defense and stuff, they've lost parts that they're a great defense. Don't get me wrong. I just want to focus on the offense. If you don't get something started and changed soon on the offense soon, then this team is going to have zero success come playoff time. And they're already in it, by the way. Uh, did they? Yes, they did. At least a wild card spot. Okay. okay. They haven't secured vi- division or anything, okay. but I saw it on uh, the, the right, I'll trust you, but I, thought, I, thought something, I had a weird feeling I thought they needed the Ravens to lose, but I trust you. So, and even if they haven't officially clinched, they're, they're going to make it. And, yeah. you know, before the season, you know, I said that the AFC Championship was going to be Kansas City and, and Buffalo. And I feel awfully good about that because I think those teams are uh, one and two in the AFC, in my opinion. I, I clearly think that Buffalo is better than Pittsburgh. We, we, we saw it. And, you know, we Kansas City. I think Kansas City is better than Pittsburgh, yeah, too. Yeah, we, yeah Kansas That's City kinda, is playing well. Knowledge. So, I think those teams are one and two in the AFC. I mean, it's the same thing I've been saying all season with these Bills. I think... They, they had taken... a rough patch for sure, well, but yeah. they really played well. I, and I said they're going to get better as the season goes on. They have. They've beaten some good teams. Like, if it's not for the Hale Murray, this team is 11-2. and two. Like, And they have a shot now to maybe – I mean, I know it's not as important to get the two seed with the new playoff format, but Pittsburgh's 11-2. and two, Buffalo's 10-3. and three, Buffalo wins out. Pittsburgh drops one. Bills are seeded ahead of Pittsburgh. So there's a lot in play, and, you know, I think Buffalo's playing well. That defense has gotten a little better. We saw them – uh, yeah, you know, they were struggling. They were struggling. I had them in fantasy, and uh, they're not on my fantasy team anymore, and I'm out in fantasy, but that's a different story. But yeah, the Bills' defense has gotten... Yeah, uh-huh. it's okay. Uh, the Bills' defense has gotten a lot better getting that pick six, you know, right before halftime. Yeah, really Which kind we of did not watch. We didn't watch it, but we didn't even know what the score was <laughs> hey, at halftime. To be fair, though, we were making a video for you guys. So. Yeah. Got to do what you got to do. Because Tyler was getting antsy on us. He, he didn't watch. He wanted us to get the video done fast. Yeah. If you can't tell, Jordan blames everything on his brother, Tyler. Yeah. Which is me. Yeah. Anyways, back to the Bills talk. Brian was one of the guys that was really high on the Bills right now, which is why I still think he's higher than most on them. But most people at this point know that the Bills are a top AFC contender. It's pretty clear they just beat a one-loss team, making them a two-loss team now. They only have Very three good. losses. They haven't lost since the Kyler Murray play, I believe, which... Yep was a once-in-a-lifetime play to DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so this team is really on fire. Like you mentioned defensively, and Diggs has been a huge yes. addition to this offense. It's a huge Very reason good trade for uh, why really uh, they've been really good. Um, I don't uh, What's his GM? Something Bean? Or Bean? Oh, who? Is it Brian? No. Is it Brian Bean? No. I don't know. But whoever, whatever his up. first name is, that was a great move to get him and you know even give up what they needed to to do so. Brandon Bean. Brandon Bean, so that's right. So, props to him for getting this team settled. Props? Um, props. Like corn? Like corn? <laughs> Anyways. Um, and also, Josh Allen. Huge part of it. 
not in the MVP race anymore, in my opinion. Sorry, Bills fans. I like your team. He just he, had that slump, and he, he yeah, yeah can't he's not that. there with Mahomes and Rodgers, which we're going to talk about in a second. Um, but still playing really good football for the Bills. Yeah, that's something I was really excited to see coming into the season. I really wasn't thinking about Stefan Diggs, and don't get me wrong, he's having a phenomenal season. Most receptions out of any receiver in the National Football League. But I was excited to see how Josh Allen would play. There were questions about his accuracy. We knew he had a great arm talent. We knew he could run. And he's really put it together. We saw in the broadcast he's been working on his footwork. Of course, he still has that great arm. And he's getting a lot more accurate. He's becoming more of a leader for this team. Absolutely. Too. The people all trust him. He's got great chemistry with his receivers like Diggs. Hopefully, Smokey Brown can come back soon. Cole Beasley having himself a sneaky pretty good season uh, late into his career. Uh, so it's good to see him coming back of the Dallas Cowboys days. But uh, I'm, I'm just so flattered with what I've seen from Josh Allen this year. He's someone that I really like coming into the season. Ryan really loved that guy coming into the season. He loved Josh Allen. Got him on his fantasy team early. It was a good move, too, because he's done mm-hmm. some great stuff this season. I've loved the progression I've seen from Josh Allen. Um, personally, I don't want to take like a huge shot and say it, but I think he's my favorite quarterback from the draft class he was drafted in. And there were some good really? quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. I, I, me, too. I will agree. Me, too. It's I mean, not as a bold I, statement for yeah. me, but I agree. Because Baker's good. I think Sam Darnold's going to turn out to be all right. Yeah. Uh, Josh Rosen, you know what went down with that. And... Uh, Drew Locke was in that one too, right? No. no. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson yeah. is what I'm thinking, yeah. First uh, pick of the second round? Yeah. Mm. The last pick of the first round. Oh. The Ravens traded up. The Ravens traded into the first round. They traded round. back oh. up into the first round. They traded with the Eagles. Yeah. Yep. Sorry for my stake on the Eagles. Uh, that other one. But I do think that he, in the future, is going to be the best because I think he'll be the most consistent. He just needs to stop taking some big hits. That he took yeah, early on, but true. from what I've seen recently, he stopped. And there's several quarterbacks that have that problem for sure. Because yeah. you know, I think there was one play against the Steelers where he like it was third down and long, and he still ran into like three yeah. defenders. It, it depends on the situation of the game, but if, but it, if it's the first quarter the first and it's like second down, like chill out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that was another fun game from this week, and we had some good primetime games, especially on Sunday and Monday. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's talk about another team now, which we talked about heavily last week. Um, we have two more games to talk about here. Really, we're just going to talk about the Washington football team and their game against the 49ers. Being the Steelers and now the 49ers, and suddenly the NFC East is not embarrassing anymore as this Washington football team, I feel like, could Six be a team that if they do end up winning this division, has a chance to go on a run. Yeah, and I said it early on when we were talking about the AF, AF, or excuse me, NFC East. I said, you know what, there's going to be one of these teams who's slumping that's going to make the playoffs. And they still have a shot. It doesn't matter what you did before that. Once you get into the playoffs, it's just your game. You have to play a few good games, and you win the Lombardi Trophy. And so Washington, they've played a few good games before that playoff spot. They're playing good games right now, led by their defense. It's just been really fun to watch this team play, especially if you like defense. It's a great story with Ron Rivera. We've talked about that a lot. I love what Chase Young has been doing. He had himself a great game. He scored, right? Yes. Yeah, he scored. Nobody on the offense scored. Nobody on the offense score? No. Yeah, no, it was all they, defensive points. Yeah, really? I didn't yeah. even know that. Yeah, Alex Smith goal. Alex Smith went 8 for 19 for 57 he yards and a hurt. pick. Yeah, and then Haskins. Dwayne Haskins went 7 for 12 for 51 yards and no touchdowns, no picks. J.D. McKissick, Peyton Barber, Cam Sims, or Dwayne Haskins didn't score. No one scored. No, no receiver even got over 50 yards. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that doesn't completely surprise me. I think Terry McLaurin would do a little bit better than that. Of course, with the quarterback change, it's a, you know not easy to adjust to all the time. But 
really this defense is what's going to ride them through the rest of the season and into the playoffs. And <clears throat> they better just hope that their defense plays really well, which I think they will. Um, and I like this Washington team. I don't think they're going to go much farther than the first round. Um, honestly, if I'm going to make a prediction right now, I don't think they'll win their first game. Yeah. I think they'll be close. I think they'll be in it. I just think something's going to go wrong in the playoffs. That, off that offense is just not going to do enough. Um, and that, I mean, yeah, that's what I think. Especially with a lot of these AFC teams, the seventh seed is still going to be a good team, whether it's going to be the Colts, the Titans, whoever gets their way into that seventh seed, they're still going to be a really good team. Kind of unlike the NFC. And of course, the Bears are fighting for a spot in the playoffs right now after the uh, really bad slump they had this season. So it's a different story between the both conferences. But uh, with the AFC, whoever Washington is going to play, uh, it's still not going to be an easy task. It's not. Man, we might get a potential, potential playoff preview this week with uh, the Seahawks taking on the Washington football team in Washington. So that's a possible playoff preview. But I mean, I think the Washington football team is so Wait, fun what to was watch. I what? I was talking about the AFC when we were talking, when we were talking about NFC teams. Oh, yeah, but no, you were yeah. talking about the Washington football team. I got what you were saying. I was talking about the Titans and the Colts when I was talking about... The AFC, but then you were also talking about the Washington football team and can they win their first yeah. playoff game. I think I botched it a little bit, but no, you know what I was talking about. Yeah, we got you. But with the Washington football team, I was just going to say, I think they're such a fun team to watch. The, the stories on that team with Alex Smith, everything he's gone through, Ron Rivera, everything he's gone through. And now they're in a position where they control their own destiny and they can make the playoffs. And you know what? If that's with a 6-10 and 10 or 7-9 and nine record, I mean, you're still in the playoffs and there's going to be... Um, many teams that would just be wishing to be in the position that they're in. So uh, do I think they'd go far in the playoffs? Uh, probably not, but, you know, just get there. And they're not a very consistent offensive team. But, hey, I mean, with that defense, you know, a defensive line with players like Chase Young, Montez Sweat, well-coached by Ron Rivera, um, who says they can't take over a game like they did in San Francisco, and then the offense doesn't need to do that much. So certainly a fun team to watch. And um, right now it's, I mean, Got to be cautious with cautious with this because the Giants swept the football team. So if those two teams finish with the same record, the Giants would get the uh, tiebreaker. But uh, yeah, I'd love to see the Washington football team continue to have some success. I think it's a great story, a lot of great stories on that team. And hey, you know they're not they're not a very complete team, but with that elite talent on that defensive front, like like we saw last week in San Francisco, who says that team can't? Or who says that part of the team that that defensive line can't just take over a game and say, you know, this is our game. Mm -hmm. And just one quick comparison with the with I almost said it again uh, with Washington <laughs> is you can kind of make the comparison to the Steelers because right now the Steelers offense is not rolling the way that they want it to be and their defense is kind of what is riding them. Of course, they've lost some parts of that defense throughout the season, uh, which really hurts them. But I think it's kind of a similar comparison because just, just like the Steelers offense needs to get better if they want any shot of going to the Super Bowl. It's the same with Washington. Their offense needs to get some more production going. And I think the game on Thanksgiving against the Cowboys, they looked really good. Gibson played really well. I think it'll be nice to get him back. Yeah, I didn't and mention then, that. Yeah. Uh, and then the passing game, I know they don't have many wide receivers, but get Terry McLaurin the ball whenever possible. And if you can't get in the ball if they're covering him, then if they're drawing, if he's drawing two people, that means somebody else has got to be able to get in the yeah. ball too. Yeah, but at the same time, you're also going to have other people step up. Yeah, Logan like, Thomas absolutely. has been doing good. The tight end, former quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think J.D. McKissick and Peyton Barrow were doing well earlier in the season. Yeah, especially now that's important with Gibson, you know, yeah. missing some time. But McKissick like said, is more the passing back, and then Barber comes in for like shorter down plays. Yeah, yeah. he's more the pounder. They have pause. Um, they have all the pieces, but <laughs> they have all the pieces to make. I'm not gonna say a deep playoff run. But at least oh, they could definitely, yeah. depending on who they play in the first round, yeah. 
it's a possibility that they, that they could get to yeah. the second round. They play a team with a bad old line. You know, watch out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the offense obviously has to well, show up. Well, they play, they're probably going to be four, so they play the five seed. Yeah. Uh, it would be the five seed. It could be Seattle. It could yeah. be the Rams. It could be Tampa. I mean, Ooh. we'll see. Yeah. Well, a lot of possibilities. They, if they play Seattle, then that would be a dream matchup. Well, they play awesome. Seattle this week, so let's see. Yeah. Maybe a potential upset in D.C. Who knows? Yeah, but like I said, the, picked it. Yeah, I didn't, but like we'll I said, see. the offense needs to step up a little bit. But as long as the defense can show out like they did in this game, then score all their points and <laughs> everything like that. Wait, did their kicker even kick? Well, if they scored a touchdown, they probably did. Oh, he was three for four on field goals. Okay. So so defense and special teams doing all the work. Exactly. Did they, they get a safety, too, in there? Um, they must have because they have 15 points. Seven plus nine plus so three out of one, three one goal pick. Sticks. That's it. One <laughs> pick, no kick returns, only one punt return. So. They had 15 points, correct? Uh, 23. Oh, okay. That's, what the heck? The, 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 the Niners have 15. 15. But yeah. I don't, I don't feel like doing that math right now. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, if the defense... It's almost winter break. The <laughs> If the defense can carry them all the way to a win in the first round, then I think that they can, they'll be set for the future. They're obviously going to get a worse draft pick, but yeah, well, that, that NFC East winner is actually going to be picking, you know, later because then you're a playoff team, and then all the playoff teams don't pick till what nineteen, I think it is. Yeah. 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 Somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah. Well, with the new format, I'm just or maybe eighteen. I don't know. Whatever with the new format. There's seventeen is fourteen. That's fifteen. No. The playoff teams would start picking at, like, pick 18, I think. Because they normally start at pick 20, because normally there's 12 playoff teams. This year, there'll be 14. Seven in each conference. Yeah. So, I, th- I think I got that right. Okay. So, we were just talking about the playoffs. The team that's going to make the playoffs lost their first game in a while, and we're going to talk about the last game for this week. It was the Eagles and the Saints game. A shocker as Jalen Hurts treads onto the field and beats the Saints, who had been on a huge run. This Eagles team looked completely different. Um, the offense, the play calling was very similar. Hertz was able to run when he needed to. He could pass when he needed to as well. The receivers were getting more involved. They had a big run from Miles Sanders, and he was more involved in the entire game. I mean, this team looked a lot better, and defensively they held the Saints to uh, very little points uh, compared to what other teams were able to do. So they looked good, and the Saints... Really did not look their best, and neither did Taysom Hill. Yeah, and when Jalen Hurts came onto the field, he's obviously a different quarterback than Carson Wentz. And Doug Peterson, the Eagles head coach, basically just told him, dude, be you, be the player you were at Oklahoma. That's why we wanted you here. And he was. He uh, he read it a lot. That's the player he was. And he didn't try to do anything that he's not able to do. wasn't trying to be a Tom Brady and a a pocket passer. He just played his game. I think that's why he had success. Now the teams have film on him, maybe they'll start to figure him out a bit more. But you definitely have to hand it to the Eagles. Now, I know the Saints were down earlier in this one, and they did come back, and the Eagles were able to hang on to it in the end. Uh, But props to Jalen Hurst. Also, as Tyler mentioned, props to that Eagles defense because um, they're not one of the top-rated, at least secondaries in the league. I know they have a good front. Uh, But stopping that Saints offense, who, at least against the Falcons, had been rolling uh, in the two games that they played, with Taysom Hill against the Falcons. They've been playing really well, and they kind of just stopped him in that game. Not exactly sure why it happened. I'd have to go back and watch it a bit, but um, hopefully for the Saints, they'll have Drew Brees back. Drew somewhat, Brick. Drew Brick, yeah. <laughs> Drew Brees back somewhat soon, um, and that was just a sloppy game for the Saints. They, that's not the Saints. No. Yeah, it really isn't. And, you know, I'm not too worried about the Saints. I know they kind of lost control of 
the race for the number one seed. But if if the Saints are playing the Packers, I mean, what does it matter if it's in New Orleans or Green Bay if there's no fans? I really don't think you know. Maybe there's a little. I think bit. Green Bay might be trying to bring back fans. Well, I, you know, yeah, obviously we'll see what happens between you know sure, now and then. But you right, know. they were trying things. They were trying to put like family and stuff in there. So I think Jordan's right about that. Okay, so well, that's I know a New good Orleans sign. is not bringing anyone back. Though. Yeah, I mean, they we'll see. Made a move. Are they still playing in the Superdome? They or are. are they playing yeah. LSU? I thought they were playing at LSU. They, they talked about, about it, it, but um, yeah, they never yeah. made the move. But yeah, I, I think the Saints. Whether you know, I I don't think the one seed. I think it would have been nice, but I think this is a team that's still capable of winning a game on the road if they need to. I mean, we saw the ridiculous the depth is, they though, have. If, though, if you're playing the the Packers, yeah, if the Packers get home field advantage, they're in Green Bay, obviously, yeah. which is cold. And for teams like the Saints who play inside and down south, that's true. It's definitely very different for them. So that is an advantage even when there's no fans there. It's different, but I, I think they'll be able to handle it. I think that they have a good enough run game where if you know they don't feel comfortable passing, but I mean, assuming you know Drew Brees is back and healthy by then, I mean he, he he's been through it all. So I don't yeah. think it's it's not like he's never done that before. It's not like Sean Payton's never coached a cold weather game before. But I mean, we're talking about a hypothetical matchup that who knows if it'll, if it'll even happen. If if it does, if we get Saints Packers in the NFC Championship, we called it. That would. Be be a fun game, but if you look what you look at the Saints right now, I mean, I'm not too worried. I mean, yeah, that's a game they probably should have won against a struggling Eagles team with the rookie quarterback starting, but they didn't really have any NFL film on Jalen Hurts. So, I mean, they had to base it off of probably college stuff uh, in the film room. So that's a little bit difficult because while there's similar things, it's different, different year, different league. Uh, and the Saints got a tough test against Kansas City, and it really does stink that we can't see, probably won't see Drew Brees uh, in this game because I picked Kansas City, but I think my pick would be different if Brees was playing, but um, you know, even if they drop to what would be ten and four, I still think they will be just fine. They'll wrap up that division soon, and that is a team that I really think this is the year that they can go on that run and actually uh, finish it off and win that Lombardi. Yeah, like you mentioned, they got the Chiefs next week, but they've been still playing well, and the Eagles got the Cardinals next week. So we'll yeah. see if Jalen Hurts can get his team another win. Battle of the Birds. All right, we were just um, talking about a while ago about uh, Mahomes and Rodgers. Well, those are probably the two in no, the we're MVP. We're talking about Mahomes. Oh, a, a long time. We talked about, talk about both teams. We're talking about, we're the, talking about the Packers. Um, we so. mentioned the, the Chiefs too in the Chiefs Saints. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. But uh, obviously, you probably figured out from those two names, those are the two guys that are in the MVP conversation right now. I'm pretty sure we're all Aaron oh, Rodgers MVP guys. Yes. Yes. Uh, so we just wanted to give an update on that. Both the guys oh, playing oh, really well. Good. Uh, very good statistically for both guys. They've gotten oh, yeah. a lot done, and rightfully so, uh, with their teams they're playing on. But when you talk about value, that's a key to word. us. Aaron Rodgers, without him on that team, what are the Packers at this point? They would suck. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank Four you for admitting it, Brandon. That's a Packers fan who just said they would suck. Oh yeah. If you had Jordan Love or Tim Boyle starting, you yeah. you would be screwed. Well, I mean, Jordan Love is the future, man. It makes that decision more and more stupid when you see how good Aaron Rodgers is playing. That's no knock on Patrick Mahomes. He was my MVP pick, MVP pick before the season started. Um, he's still in the race, but unless Rodgers goes on a downfall in the last three weeks, it looks like he's going to win it. Yeah, and something that Tyler mentioned and something that Ryan always likes to mention is the value part of MVP, most valuable player and as Ryan always likes to hear that value word, if you take a look at both of these quarterbacks and see the value that they are to their team, Tyler talked about it. If Aaron Rodgers wasn't there, this Packers team would be virtually nothing. Mm -hmm. If you take a look at the Chiefs, yes, Patrick Mahomes is a phenomenal player. He's a talent that is going to be phenomenal through the rest of his career. 
but they still have phenomenal people around the offense. Still have Travis Kelsey, Tyreek Hill, Michael Hardman, uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, Le'Veon Bell. They've got tons of household names on that offense. They have a good offensive line too. Um, and so I just don't think he brings nearly as much value because mm. Mahomes has. You want to say instead of good, better than average? Because I mean their offensive line is not is been kind of shoddy this year. It's been up and down at certain times, but they still have some good players on there. Yeah. Uh, Eric Fisher went to Central Michigan, who's uh, a sweatshirt that Brandon is wearing. Yep, but right I'm not now. going there anymore. No. So <laughs> I didn't even know that Eric Fisher went there. It's I mean, cool. yeah. an abrupt switch from Central Michigan to Northern, Northern Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, happened yeah. fast. So if you want to find Brandon a year from now, oh, go great. to that college. Yeah. <laughs> oh, He's going to get hunted down there. <laughs> uh, but as I was saying, it's I don't think it's even much of an argument that if you're talking about value, Mahomes has all these pieces around him. Of course, Adams having a phenomenal season. He scores an average of like two times per game at this point uh, because they throw it to him every time they're in the red zone. Uh, but if you look at that value, like I said, Mahomes does not bring nearly as much value to his team as Rodgers. I think that they're both very good players. And if you're talking about just talent, it's extremely close. And I'm not even going to give you an answer on that. I'm talking about the most valuable player we all are in Unless something goes drastically wrong the rest of the season, it's Aaron Rodgers. It has to be. Absolutely. And, I mean, I'm not going to add on too much because I think that can almost be like a joint statement from all of us, what you said. I think we can all get behind that. Um, Yeah, I I just think it comes down to the value. It's not who's better. It's it's who's more valuable to their team. And I think the most valuable football player, most important to their team, and most important for their team's success, I think, and we all think, is Aaron Rodgers. So just, you know, ditto on what you said right there. I think I think we're all in agreement. So we're n- so none of y'all are on the Russell Wilson hype train anymore. That died after no. like week six. Yeah, that dude, <laughs> he's let me down in fantasy. Yeah. Although he put up eighteen points last week for me, so yeah. you better do that again, Russell, <laughs> or else I'll be mad. Well, um, he he did good for you, Jordan. Last Justin Herbert so. did good too. Thank you very that's much. all you needed. Okay, I think we took about all the NFL stuff that we have College. on here. So let's talk about some college stuff. We'll start with the rankings. Um, we just watched the rankings. Or about an hour and a half ago, as we're saying this right now. Actually, we uh, technically didn't watch it. We were playing Madden. That's we true. Well, we found out about the rankings. Ryan was watching it. Mm-hmm. And same top four, Jordan, read me 10 to 5. Uh, 10 is Oklahoma. 9 is Cincinnati. 8 is Georgia. 7 is Florida. 6 is Iowa State. And 5 is Texas A&M. So Texas A&M. Holding that five spot. Florida, who was at six last week. We got to talk about Losing this. to LSU. Of course, we're going to talk about it. Losing to LSU, a team that is not ranked. I think they were three and five and had so many pieces gone. Lost two wide receivers. Lost a lot of their team. Uh, lost a tight end. Lost defensive parts. I think like two or three cornerbacks. Uh, they lost to that LSU team. Uh, they were at six. Now they're at seven. Um, and then... Uh, yeah, so that's that's a huge story we need to talk about. Everything else in that top ten with, I think, makes sense. Like, I think it's probably around where I would put yeah, it. Yeah, a few little things. But yeah, I, I mean, think, it's know. not necessarily exactly what I would say, but it's definitely understandable. Yeah. But look, why is Florida dropping one? I know they're a good team, but yeah. they just lost to a not even... Um, not a ranked team. Not, team not, not a yeah. Losing I was going to say, not even in a winning team. they had nobody. In, yeah. Freshman quarterback, yeah. first start, like... One I mean, spot, like Cincinnati moved out a spot they didn't even play. I don't. Uh, yeah. Maybe they just want to make this SEC championship game more interesting. I mean, I'm not complaining. I, I, I want know. it to be interesting, but well, now it is. I, yeah. I really think now you look at it. Beating Alabama could, depending on how the rest of the cards fall, beating Alabama could very well be a three spot boost. I mean, again, we still have to see, but 
I, I'm in shock because you look at, you know... If Ohio State loses. Yeah, if Ohio State loses. That's what I'm saying, depending on how all the cards fall. You look or at what like, Florida has, you know... Yes, they have that win over Georgia, and Georgia's been playing well since JT Daniels took over, so that looks good on the resume. Georgia at eight right now, by the way. One spot behind Florida. Yeah, and honestly, when I'm watching the rankings, I'm like, oh my God, we haven't seen Florida yet. Like, oh, I just must have missed them at like 14 or 15. But, and, and even the guy, you know, um, you know, I'm forgetting. It's not, well, it wasn't Reese Davis. It was someone else, one of the hosts of that show. They do a great job. I'm, I'm not sure who they are, though. Um, but they were saying, like, Where's Florida? Like, we haven't even seen them yet. And they're at seven, one spot. Like, some people probably had them at seven in the AP poll before last week. Like, it, it's confusing. And I think when you look at, you know, some of the other teams that were behind them, like, you know, Oklahoma, who was behind them in the regular rankings, like, look at, um, you know, Oklahoma's two losses. They're to Iowa State and, and to Kansas State. And the Kansas State one was bad, but that was early in the year when Kansas State like was playing them, well. So. Yeah, two years in a row now. But Kansas State, they had their starting quarterback, Skylar Thompson, back then. They were playing well back then, and Oklahoma's done a lot better since. So there's definitely some teams that uh, Florida is behind that I think they should be ahead. You know, I don't know why. I think Indiana should be ahead of Florida. I think Oklahoma should be ahead of Florida. But um, it, it's confusing, and I, I mean, I hope that they were genuine about this and that they didn't just say, let's make the SEC championship more interesting. But after this ranking and after that point, I think we have to consider that possibility. Well, I'm, I'm sure they were gen uh, genuine about it. I don't think they're just trying to say, let's make it interesting, try to get money. At least I hope not. That would be a, I mean, it might be a smart move for money-wise, but just be a bad move for college football. Yeah. Uh, but I think this is genuine. I don't think this is right. I think that you can't fall one spot after losing to LSU uh, in all the circumstances we explained before. You just can't. Even if you've had a great season, you have to fall more than one spot down. I'm not sure why it happened. I like some of the teams behind them. I haven't watched too much of Georgia, and they've been kind of up and down this season. I'm not, I'm not too high on them, but I think Cincinnati is really getting disrespected. I like Oklahoma. I think they've played really well recently. Haven't been on the field in some time now, but uh, last time they were on the field, they did a really great job. And uh, teams like Indiana, Ryan said you could be, they could be in front of them. They lost one game to Ohio State, who was at four, and they were in that game. I think there are definitely other teams that people could make the argument could be ahead of this Florida team after losing that game. However, the committee did not think so. And positive coming out of it is this SEC championship game is going to be a lot more fun. Yeah, I mean, it will be. I mean, there's, there's a couple of championship games we're going to talk about in a second because that's our next topic, and we'll get into that. But, um, Jordan, can you read us 20 to 11 now, and then we'll talk about that and then probably stop there unless you guys want to talk about Actually, we'll talk about 25 to 21, too. Just read 25 to 11. Okay, 25, Colorado. So last week it was Missouri, who they gave the last spot. Uh, this week it's Colorado, who's been playing pretty well. 24, San Jose State. I didn't even know yeah. they were good, to be completely honest with you. Uh, 23 is Tulsa. 21, NC State. 20, or it says there's two 21s in here. Uh, 22 is NC State. 21 is Oklahoma State. 20 is Texas. 19 is Louisiana Lafayette. 18 is Miami, 17, BYU, 16 is Iowa, 15, uh, I like this team, North Carolina, they played a good game against Miami, uh, 14 is Northwestern, playing against Ohio State in the Big Ten Championship this week, 13 is USC, who's been really playing well, uh, 12 is Coastal Carolina, some people think they should be higher, uh, 11 is Indiana. Yeah, um, well, I think most of that's pretty good. Yeah. I mean, what we saw at Miami's crushing loss to North Carolina, obviously those teams should flip-flop in the rankings as to who is ahead. Yeah. I like where Coastal Carolina is right now. I know they beat BYU, 
But to me, they still haven't proven enough to get into and the what top was, ten. Yeah. What was the team's name that they played last week? Troy. Troy. I, they almost yeah. lost Never heard of that score, school before, and they almost <laughs> lost to that team. I know yeah. they pulled it out in the end, but I think there's just got to get to a point where, okay, you won the game, but how did you win the game? And who was it against? And who was it against? Yeah. And I know they, they consider who was against, but I like them to see uh, considering who is against, or excuse me, <laughs> how they won the game. Because if you won a game on something lucky or you were in the game with a team that you should not have been, that should be accounted for. If you're in a game with a team that you should not be in a game with, then you should be dropped a bit more. It's just like if you want to jump back to NFL for a bit, the Vikings have been in, in games. Uh, great, I'm thinking the wrong thing. No, they've been in games with teams that are yes. not that good. You're right. And so they kind of get disrespected for it, and they should because they play down to their opponent. If there's a team in college football or in the NFL who is playing down to an opponent, why should they get a lot of credit even though they won a game that they should have easily won? Yeah, That's I, just my philosophy. No, I, I, I'm not I, hating they're, on Coastal Carolina. They're, they're I like them. They have some decent wins, like BYU, a, a, a decent win. Like I mean, it's not great, but they also they beat the, the Raging Cajuns. There's that, and, you know, they're playing well. But I think there's some, you know, things you have to look at where it's not just, you know, the record, because that's why we do these rankings. It's not just, oh, you're 10 and 0, because we look at more than that. Strength of schedule, eye test, you know, uh, how have you won your games, you know, margin of victory. There's so much you have to look at. So when you just say, you know, oh, they're, they're beating good teams, like when we talk about, like, why is the group of five getting disrespected? Well, I mean, even now, I think they're being a little hard, but like, they, they just don't have good wins. And, you know, it's not their fault, especially with so many conferences going to conference-only schedules. In Coastal but, Carolina, I had yeah. never heard of them before this, this year. Me so. too. I, I did not know what that school was. But and they deserve that, the, the fact that we could say that and they're makes right them now. get all the yeah. credit. This is the 12th best team in the country, and half of us didn't even know who they were. Like, not just as a football school, as a, as a school, period. In general, yeah. in general. I mean, they deserve all the credit in the world, and, I mean, they still got an outside shot um, that maybe go into a New Year's Six Bowl, depending on how the conference championship games shake out. But, yeah, I think the ranking is fine. I have actually have them at 12 as well, so the committee and I are in agreement on that. And then yeah, I actually have a right behind Coastal Carolina. I have North Carolina, who wow, they played very yeah, well. Yeah, I want to talk Miami. about that for a quick yeah, second. Yeah, you go ahead. Because I talked about it when I was reading off stuff. I like this North Carolina team. Their defense played a lot better than they had in previous weeks. That had been no doubtably the weak point of that team. Uh, but the offense playing really well. Sam Howell, I think he's be a great prospect come next year. Uh, just you know, a little bit iffy because he went to North Carolina. That's where Trubisky went. But you know, I think he'll be perfectly fine. And then also the running backs on that team, boy, they have a great game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm blanking on his first name, but Williams. Uh, and then the other guy, I'm also blanking on his name. I think maybe it starts with a C. Um, not sure. But they both had over 100 yards. I think they might both have over on over 200 yards rushing in that game. They scored like five times or something uh, between the two of them. So very insane. North Carolina, I think they should be higher than – they're at 15 right now. Ryan, you have them at 13. Yes. I think that would be a pretty good spot uh, for them. They have had some losses this season that they should not have had. Well, the Notre, uh, but, the Notre Dame loss was fine, but the other losses to Virginia and Florida State, that's not acceptable. Yeah, And absolutely. had they won those games, they could still be in the playoff hunt right now. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. But I still like the team. I just wanted to talk about them oh, yeah. uh, for a quick second. Um, so, trying to think, is there anything else? on here to talk about. I don't think so in the rankings right now. We kind of talked about Texas A&M and Ohio State last yeah. week. We had, we, yeah. Uh, we'll so if you want to hear about that, go to last week's podcast, skip towards the end. We had a bit of an 
debate about that. Uh, one more question I want to ask, though, for college football is I want to talk about Heisman. And I want to just discuss who do you guys think is going to win the Heisman this year. Uh, so you guys go ahead. Yeah, I mean, it's it's tough for me. To me, honestly, I want to go with Devonta Smith just to be fun because I don't see a quarterback that stands out above the other ones. We've had a lot of good quarterbacks this year, as we always do in college football. But I don't know if we've had it, such an impactful player as Devonta Smith has been with Alabama at this point. I mean, every single catch that seems to go his way, he's catching it. And I know Mac Jones is in that conversation as well. Uh, he would probably be the quarterback I would choose if we were pick, if I was going to pick a quarterback, but I'm not. I just think it would be the most fun one for me, and that's why I want to go with it. But, I mean, there's also reasoning behind it. Look at the stats he has. Look at the eye test. He's been very consistent this year, not messing up with his stats very often. So you got to hand it to him. I'd give him the Heisman for it. I know it sounds weird to see a receiver winning, but he's been that good. Yeah, I, 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 I'm honestly right there with you. I, I think that, you know, Devonta Smith, he has just been an unbelievable player. He'll be a guy that's taken in the top half of the first round uh, in this upcoming draft, no doubt. And when you talk about, you know, Mac Jones, it's just he's not even the best offensive player on his team. He's not even the second best offensive player on his team. Can you really just give him a Heisman? I think he's doing a great and job. And you're referring to Najee Harris and Devonta Yes, Smith. yes. Um, he's still very good. He, no, I, again, he, he's great. He's taken a huge leap, and he could very well be a first-round pick. But with that Heisman, I, I, I think Devonta Smith, you know, I don't know if it's bold or not because I think it is kind of the Devonta Smith-Heisman movement, I guess you could say. I do think it is gaining some steam, as you've seen clearly here in this podcast. Um, although we haven't gotten around to everyone yet. I really think that, you know, it, it could be Devonta Smith to lose if he keeps putting up these ridiculous numbers in, you know, the high moments, the SEC championship, the playoff, because that's what they're going to look at too, you know. Um, who 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 comes up in the big moments, you know, and, and that's what it's gonna come down to. And, you know, I mean Alabama's kind of steamrolled everyone, but you know, this is this is their chance to solidify themselves as number one this weekend against Florida. So if Devonta Smith has a big game, I still think he's the Heisman front runner in my eyes. Yeah, Tyler picked Smith because he quote said it was fun. Uh, I don't just think it's fun. I think well, it's the right I, decision. I said it was fun and it makes sense. Yeah, he also I, mentioned the good stats, did, which is a factor. Of course he did mention that, fact, and yeah. it is absolutely a factor. But I don't think, I'm not just saying it for fun. I truly 100% believe this guy should win the Heisman. We talked about it. I do like uh, Mac Jones. I think he's a great player. I think he is a bit more of a game manager than Tua was. Maybe not yes. even just a bit more, but uh, he definitely is. And I think that he's had a great season. Don't get me wrong. I like Mac Jones. I think he's going to do some good things in the future, but if you look at what Smith has done this year, it's been really great. And also something that we haven't mentioned that really adds to that is that Jalen Waddle went down this year, and when Jalen Waddle went down, uh, he kind of stepped up and really did some great things. Uh, since he since Waddle was gone, he kind of showed his true colors. Of course, Mechie, I think is John Mechie. Yeah, uh, he, he's been doing some great stuff with Alabama as well. Uh, but Smith has really stepped up with with Waddle being down. And by the way, he might be coming back, so continue to watch out on that. That could be really important for Alabama, who's just steamrolling teams, as Ryan said. If they get another great player back in Jalen Waddle, another speedster in Jalen Waddle, then, oh, God, Alabama might be insane, uh, even more insane than they, are, than they already are right now. Uh, but the season that he has had right now has been really good, uh, Devonta Smith's season. And I think it'll just be really nice to see a person besides a quarterback win this award again if this truly happens and we went across across the the podcast i don't know if brandon has a 
person or not, he doesn't pay attention to college football as much of us. He's just shaking his head. So I'm not going to ask him the question over there. Unless uh, you agree with us, right? Unless they're from the Mac, I don't pay attention to college football. Well, I mean, we'll talk about we'll talk that in a second. Okay. Oh, we'll talk about that in a second. Okay. Uh, well, it's, you know, we I kind of knew coming into this that we all agreed on Smith because we had talked about it previously. I don't know how much the world agrees on it yet, but I think that if you listen to this podcast, if you just take a look at the record and take a look at what Smith has done this season, um, I don't think that there's there's much of an argument against him. He's right on. So, yeah. Well, yeah, we're with you. Right. Okay, so um, last week we got some conference championship games to figure out here in college football. So just wanted to mention those. Uh, we talked about, we mentioned Florida and Alabama are going to be going head-to-head. Clemson and Notre Dame as well. Iowa State and Oklahoma, that's a big one for yeah. Iowa State to try still and got possibly an get shot. themselves in the playoffs. Northwestern and Ohio State, those are kind of the, the four that be looking out for us i'm missing one of course i'm missing one we got the mac yeah. uh, championship and brandon this is your time do you know who's playing in that game uh no i've been too busy oh. to pay i i know who is it it's buffalo and ball state oh i'm not surprised yeah yep. buffalo the jared patterson he, if this season was longer maybe he'd be in the Heisman running honestly with the ridiculous numbers he's putting up yeah yeah but um all of those games are gonna be fun maybe not the mac one as much but we'd like to talk about the mac because it's a smaller little conference but it, Still Near just as fun. It really is. Yeah. So let's go around with him. What's like the, what do you think is going to be the best game of all the conference championship games and why? Really quick. Uh, Clemson and, and Notre Dame. Okay, you think Clemson, the rematch? I, right. I honestly think it's going to be the Oklahoma-Iowa State game. Yeah. Just because both of those teams are still in the hunt for a playoff spot. I know um, both Clemson and Notre Dame are in the playoff spot right now. But I just see the desperation from both those teams trying to claw their way in, um, causing for a high-scoring close matchup. Yeah, I, I actually agree with you on Iowa State, Oklahoma, for the same reason. So, Brandon, what do you think? Um, well, I would say Buffalo versus Ball State. I mean, go for it. I mean, but I honestly do think... Do it, I mean, I'll go with that, but I would also say the Oklahoma game. Uh, yeah. Oh, Iowa State and Oklahoma? Right? Yes. Uh, I would say that, but uh, you also got to think about uh, Oklahoma and... Spencer Rattler, and he's been kind of inconsistent over the season. So. Yeah, gotten better as it's gone on, but did not yeah. start out well. Yeah. Yeah. And also with Oklahoma, I like the way the defense has played recently. So I agree. I think both of those are going to be really good games. I think we're going to have fun watching football on Saturday for sure. Oh, yeah. With we have NFL, NFL games, games yeah. on Saturday, too. Now I'm kind of mad that they scheduled the NFL games on that Saturday because I'm going to, like, miss parts of them. Yeah. But hey, I'll work it's out. It's going to be a two-day weekend of us sitting on the couch watching yeah. football. we got Saturday college and NFL. Not much of a change for me, but NFL. I know for you guys that's not every weekend. <laughs> well, we go skating at night. Oh, yeah, that, that, that's true. At 10 o'clock. Oh, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, there's probably going to still be a game on at, 12, at 10 o'clock. We're there until midnight, the other. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're watching we, the If we want to go around the house, I'm going to want to go that way. But yeah. that's not the point. Um, the point is that this yeah. podcast is over. That's oh. the point. <laughs> Uh, That'll okay. become the issue. Okay, but I just want to say, I didn't get that. Like, how is that the point from this whole conversation? I, quite, it was quite a honestly, segue. I don't know. I was trying to wrap up the podcast, and you kind of ruined it. Well, I mean, I think you ruined it to start. Like, if you had a better wrap-up, then there would not be this problem we have right now. But, you know, you, you botched it, and I had to point it out. I had to really... You fumbled it. Well, let's exactly. wrap this podcast up. Just like Patrick up. Holmes did it in, in Madden when I was playing earlier when I, I tried to, to slide and for some reason he dove and literally just dropped the ball. And I almost lost because of it. 
<laughs> let's wrap this podcast this is, up this like a Christmas present as we approach the holiday season. <laughs> yeah, so thank better. you guys for listening to this podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Do you subscribe to a podcast? Like the podcast. Uh, rate the podcast, right? right? Yeah. Rate them. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how that works. I don't like, follow, look over that. It's follows and likes. All right, give us that then. Do that stuff for us, please. We appreciate it. Thank Follow you us on for your time of listening to this podcast. We'll hopefully see you next week. And with that, we will see you guys later. See ya.